Hey there, welcome back to Hey Sis, a podcast by Mates in Construction. Today's episode, as you may have heard, is a little bit of a special one. Um, with International Women's Day coming up on the 8th of March, we've decided to dedicate today's episode to the independent and strong wahine in our industry. We have a conversation with Mates Field Officers Nicole Stark and Nadia Bindle about their history and experience within the industry and how it shaped their approach moving forward as mates and construction field officers. Without further ado, I am your host, J1. And I am your second host, J2. Hey Nadia, thank you for joining us on today's episode of the podcast. Um, we'll crack straight into it with the first question. 24 years in the construction industry, could you tell us your experience about being in the thick of it all for so long? Um, yeah, sure. I mean, I've, I've loved the last 24 years. It, it started out as a three-day temp assignment with Mainzell, who were building the North Stand at Eden Park. Um, and at the time, I'd been working as a temp in corporate um, and then found this atmosphere really awesome to be in. I was the only female on site with a bunch of men, which is really different. Uh, and then I got a call following that temp assignment the following week to start as a temp back with Mainzell again at the Auckland Central Remand Prison. And that was all in the late 90s. The rest is sort of history. Uh, definitely started out with a lot more men in the industry. And I'm lucky to have worked with some awesome teams who have allowed me to go from a site admin role into so many aspects. But it's really been awesome to see the number of women joining the industry over the years um, and great to see so many people taking up trades, women taking up trades as well, not just being in the office roles like they used to be. So it's, um, yeah, it's been a, a, a varied and busy industry. I've worked for a lot of the really big players, uh, Mainzell, Hawkins, Naylor Love and NZ Strong. And then I branched out on my own and about eight years ago and contracted as a uh, assistant project manager. So I'm really grateful for all the contacts I've made over the years that have made the journey possible. So, and also being able to look at so many different sides of construction. Uh, such a, a wealth of experience that you're you're bringing with you there, Nard. That 24 years, it's it must be serving you really well, especially coming into mates as a field officer. It, it feels like you've been here for jeez years. But uh, how long have how long have you been with us now? It, as I said, it feels like years, but it's been how many months has it been? It's only been four months. Yeah, I think it just goes to show your experience throughout those different roles and different companies has really helped you just hit the ground running uh, from day one here at Mates. But how has that experience and seeing the change uh, within the industry really informed your approach? Not only uh, we started in within your first couple months within South Auckland, but also within you know, the Waikato region where you are working currently and starting to build that structure and, and build that framework and knowledge and awareness of the Mates program. Yeah, well, initially starting with Mates, I was a bit sceptical about how well the conversation would be picked up. I started a really long time ago. It was all men. Smoker sheds didn't really talk about feelings or mental health. Uh, they invested a lot in PPE to make sure that physically we were safe on site. But nobody really talked about feelings and emotions. It was all rugby and fishing and, you know, what people were up to for the weekend. Um, but I've been really pleasantly surprised the um, 
uptake and the attitudes of people these days, um, especially some of the older guys on site who used to take the concrete pills and harden up. Uh, the fact that they're all willing to get out there and actually start talking about these things, it's been really well received. I'm so surprised at the number of people that ask for a call back and pour their hearts out and start opening up. It's really awesome to see men having that kind of strength to really look after themselves so that they're actually, you know, we talk about going home safely at the end of every day. And it's really good to see that that we're able to do that for people's mental health every day so that we're able to be there for our families and our friends. And, you know, we've all got lives outside of work. So, you know, it's a, it's a cool mission. So true. So true. It's really a definite shift that you've spoken to here, noticing the difference, I guess, within our industry and how we've approached health and safety in the past is there has been a focus on physical safety and the I guess, safety of others, physical safety especially, but that mindset is starting to shift towards not only focusing on our physical safety and the safety of ourselves for using PPE and whatnot, but also our health, particularly mental health, which does inform our physical health and that mindset that you've spoken of, it is starting to shift. And that brings us to our second question, and it was one that was asked to me on my first day by Richie Hippie, the first ever field officer here at Mates, and he would ask it to every field officer when they first started up they had their first day he would be straight up to us and simply ask why are you here what what has brought you to want to be at mates and construction why why do you want to be a field officer i actually actually fell into mates by accident a friend of mine had actually interviewed for the role as a field officer and had got through to the second interview round uh, and it was a colleague her and i had both contracted to the same project management company um, over several years uh, when she talked to the team at Mates, she gave me a phone call straight after her second interview and said, you know what, I think this is a job you need to be doing. Um, you know what poor mental health in the industry looks like. You know the guys, you speak their language. Um, get out there and do it. Uh, initially, I was a bit sceptical because I was quite happy contracting. Um, I had quite a lovely work-life balance and wasn't working full-time. Uh, but the... I put my CV forward anyway, because I always thought, you know, you, there's no harm in, in trying. And when I got to the interview process and talked to the guys, I was absolutely sold. Um, it's definitely a message that needs to get out there. Uh, the research that mates have done is phenomenal. The support and the structure of what they do is really well thought, really well researched. Um, so it's something I, I really bought into and I, I really stand behind uh, in that, that really shows in the site meetings that we go to and the presentations that we give to teams. Most definitely. You, we can see from the uh, research-focused and evidence-based approach that we have here at Mates towards training and implementing our framework of support that it, it has been very well received, and I'm sure you can, you've already seen that within your time. Yeah, well, I've also been in that headspace myself of struggling and we talk about the invitations that people consciously or unconsciously put out. When I was going through those things, nobody at the time was asking if I was okay. So I do know what it's like to be in that space. I think when I initially did the assist training, uh, I had a few tears after the end of it because I thought, man, if this conversation had been going on for a while, we would have been asking a lot of people in the industry if they were okay. 
a lot of these things and, and invitations are really predominant um, with people all over the place. So, you know, it's really important that we start asking each other if we're okay. Yeah. And, it's, and it's nice to know that we're in a space that we can do that now. Fantastic. And I can imagine, Nadia, from being around I mean, 24 years and being immersed and completely encapsulated by the industry that was completely engulfed in that old school mentality that looking back retrospectively we can acknowledge but at the time that was common practice right that was the norm but to see that shift over those years and now where you stand actually being a part of that and driving that change must be incredibly rewarding for you eh? Oh absolutely it's a massive buzz. And that probably brings us to our third question eh brother? After having been in the industry for so long and having seen and experienced the evolution of the industry from your perspective, has it changed or shifted since you've become a field officer at Mates? And what has it been like leading the conversation as a Mates field officer within the industry? Oh, it's been super cool. Um, anyone who's met me knows that I really love to talk a lot. Nobody realises is, is that I actually really hate public speaking. But this is a conversation I'm really happy to share with a crowd. Um, and as I've grown in my role, it's easy to see how relatable this conversation is for everyone that participates. Uh, the training we receive from the outset is really awesome. And when we see the site teams coming up to talk to us after a session or when other companies come up and say, how do we get you guys involved with our company? Uh, the buzz from that is absolutely amazing. And it's just also great to see the likes of you know, really big companies like master builders, placemakers and MITRE 10 getting behind this so that we're able to actually reach the smaller groups of people, the residential builders, the suppliers and all that sort of stuff. So just seeing how the industry's gotten behind it, it's really been such an awesome, awesome buzz to see so many people getting behind it. Uh, when, our, when our slides change and we go from 150 sponsors when I first started we're now up to 172 I think it is and we're still growing to see that grow in such a short amount of time and the number of people getting behind this and really putting their money where their mouth is for mental health it's it's really cool and you know if the guys out there haven't heard from me yet that I've worked with in the past haven't seen me by the way I'm coming for your wallets yeah golf days I'm coming for your events <laughs> Uh, let's let's all get behind this and uh, really support this as much as we do with our physical PPE. That's really important. Even if we're not able to get the money out of you, let's get us in front of your teams and let's have a chat. So true. So true. And with the 8th of March International Women's Day coming up, uh, yourself, Nards, being a, you know, a the toe of our industry, being someone who has probably noticed and I, I've definitely seen it, many of our field officers do, when delivering that second stage of the program, the Connect the Training, that uh, many of our, uh, our females within the industry can be oftentimes potentially leaned upon as, a, you know, as an emotional support for some of the guys on site. And when doing that Connect the Training, it's, it's almost like, hey, we've, you've been doing this, this, this job already for a while. You've been that person that people have come to and talked to and you've helped connect them with the resources or the support they may need to uh, get them back to where they need to be. But now we're just giving you that, that badge, that sticker to formalise that. And I wonder, and I'm wondering if you could speak to your experience of you know, any times that, that has happened within, within your work life and 
with International Women's Day coming up on that 8th of March. Uh, what does that mean for you as someone with such a wealth of experience uh, within this beautiful industry and bring that towards your role as a field officer at Mates? What does that mean to you moving forward, Nath? Yeah, well, as, like you say, the women in construction do get leaned on as a as, as support. I suppose a lot of the experience of I that I've had has not necessarily been around suicide awareness and prevention. Uh, definitely having a bad day and for the guys to be able to offload to. But the conversation around is, are you having those thoughts of suicide and being able to ask those questions? Um, they've never really been at the forefront. So when it comes to that really deep, dark space, although we have had points where we've, uh, sorry, we've had to have times where we've, connected people into EAP and into counselling services. Also, too, being a person that you can go out and have a beer with the boys, but because I'm not really one of the boys, although I think I am, um, the boys will open up after a few beersies too, so they tend to talk to us women pretty well about that sort of stuff. So I think this day for women in construction, it's actually nice to have a day that the women are acknowledged. Um, it's nice to see so many women in the trades especially, they're not, like I say, they're not just in the offices anymore. Uh, I congratulate any woman who chooses this as an industry. It's so much fun to be in. The teams are great to work with. It keeps you out of an office. You know, it's just, it, it's a great place to be. That's a absolutely beautiful way to put it there. No, it's, it's such a great day to celebrate the achievements that have been made and the progress that has been made within our industry and to support all those, celebrate those females within our industry who, I mean, hey, let's be honest, they get the job done, mate. Reliable. The ones that we lean upon and worth shouting out, worth celebrating at times. So we're absolutely so proud to have that day to do so. I guess that brings us to a segment that we're going to make reoccurring going forth on the uh, podcast, which is, what is your thing? The first ever episode we... Uh, recorded was about self-care and that is we acknowledge it's quite a formal term it, I don't think anyone looks at what they do in their spare time for their hobbies or uh, in the weekend as a form of self-care that is quite clinical so uh, what we want to ask you Nards is, is what is your thing what is the thing that you do come Friday afternoon you finish work you got some spare time what's that thing that you are doing to give back to yourself and fill up your bucket what's what's your thing my thing is definitely going off into my art studio, losing myself into some music and upcycling. It uh, can involve anything from power tools to painting. So just disappearing into that space and, and downloading. Barra, that's so mean, being able to have that creative outlet and just yeah, turn the world off for a bit. All right, that is so sick. That is that's awesome, Nuts. Thank you very much for sharing that with us, Nadia. It's very important to have such great methods to download for the week up next we have nicole stark joining us for the conversation the second part of the podcast take a little bit of an intermission with a clip of david south's song hey bro
Awesome. Welcome, Nicole. Uh, thank you for making some time available for us today to uh, have a quick chat about, obviously, uh, the 8th of March coming up, International Women's Day. And we're just going to ask you a few questions about, you know, what that sort of, that, that means for you. And I guess that's probably where we should start is 8th of March, uh, upcoming this year's International Women's Day. Uh, what does that mean for you? Thanks for having me, G1 and G2. So every year, International Women's Day for me is about reflecting on the women who have paved the way the ones who continue to stand for equity and equality, really. Um, for me, I'm fortunate enough to come from a line of strong, independent wahine. My grand's 93. She was a woman before her time, really. She was managing 250 people back in the day, driving a company car when most other mothers were housewives. So she's been a massive standout for me. My own mum, she's also, she's dyslexic. She, so in her generation, she was the trouble child. She fought for her place in businesses, holding senior leadership roles for major global corporates such as Microsoft and Bedford. So when I look at both of these people, especially around about that International Women's Day, I can pinpoint the impact that they've had on my own career choices, having people at the heart of everything. That's, um, I can't, I mean, that's that's highly impressive. When, when you say strong and independent wahine, strong, very strong independent, especially of the time, right? I mean, your nan's 93. Um, when she would have been prime working, it would have been in the fifties. That's as as what great examples. Hey. That would be. I'm sure that would inform your journey, as you've said, Nicole. You know, there would be such a great, yeah, uh, you know, influence upon the way, which way you've conducted yourself within not only your personal but professional life too, within the industry. And it is the jumping point to I guess our next question is uh, the examples you've given in the history and habits in which you've come from. Uh, what does this what does this day represent for you within the construction industry and uh, considering your background? So we can't deny that construction is male dominated. The more women that I see out as we do our training, as we get out there and do toolboxes, that is where the fire in my belly comes from because the diversity is what's going to keep our industry afloat. And our mahi being around keeping people alive and seeing that rise and sunset every day. Uh, so as a whole, we need to embrace the culture around change, provide space for people to grow regardless of their gender. I'm lucky enough that I've found some solid allies in the industry, many that I now call friends, both male and female, but I've also had my fair share of challenges, counterparts and leaders. These, have, these people in particular have highlighted the personality traits that I don't want to have as a leader, but not all of these challenges have been men. It has come from women as well as they try and keep their space within the industry. Yeah, yeah, fantastic. And that's... You've spoken to the about you know that that history of experiencing not any challenges these personality traits that you've experienced you don't want to personify within within your uh, professional approach moving forward and uh, I guess that brings us to ask the question what what has your experience been like working within this at this industry that you've mentioned you know, is, is, is male dominated and, and particularly you know, we're based up here in, in Auckland Tamaki Makoto. And it is a little bit different over there in the mainland uh, of the South Island over there in Canterbury. What's that experience been like for you working within that industry, particularly within that uh, within that South Island region? So I'm based in Ōtotahi. I came to Ōtotahi almost 10 years ago for a six-week holiday to make some money and then move back to Australia with my now husband. 
I'm about to enter my 10th year working in the industry across a range of different disciplines. It's an industry where if you're keen, you'll never stop learning. And as a female in construction, it's not easy. But if you surround yourself with those good allies, things will begin to fall into place. For me, it's about getting my boots dirty, learning the hard way has always been my motto and sticking to just sort of getting stuck in and never being the person that says, well, that's not in my job description. It's just, well, I mean, I don't think podcasts are in my job description, so I'm more than happy to um, get stuck in as long as it is for the better good as well. Yeah, um, just going off that, I, I, you've, you've obviously worked in the industry and what's your experience been like working in the South Island and also in, not only interacting with the people down there, but also compared to the people up here in, in the North Island, do you see any differences uh, in the way things are dealt with? Um, so it certainly has been very different working across national partnerships since working at Mates, so looking after the merchants and some of the residential companies as well. In the North Island, because Mates are a bit more known, they are a brand up there as well, then people are more tending to buy into those training sessions. But down here in the South Island, there's been a lot of trauma here over the last decade plus, where the services were not available or people didn't quite understand what other individuals were going through. So even from region to region, going from Canterbury to Nelson, Marlborough and across to the West Coast, there's certainly a huge different factor that come from how approachable people want to be around their mental health, uh, even the stigma that surrounds mental health, not even going into the subject of suicide, and also their experience of what's been available to them in the past as well. And we do have a huge culture around take a concrete pill and man up. Um, it's weak to speak. So it's just addressing that. And I think a lot of times for me and is what I say to other females when I see them on site is we're not here to be mum. We're not here to be camp mum either. We're here to be the sissy where the, or the auntie that they can tap into and have a comfortable conversation with that we're not going to be disappointed in them and we're not going to be angry about how they've got to that stage. And that's regardless of whether that individual is male, female or indifferent. That's pretty lovely. I mean, yeah, we, we've we've seen that example pretty clearly on on many people. Um, as you guys, when you deliver connectors, I mean, um, I'm only taking the words out of day two's mouth here now. But being that site mum, you know, being that person that uh, many guys obviously rely emotionally rely upon um, to chat about those feelings. Has that experience for you dealing with being the site mum in some cases, or like you say, being instead of being the auntie or the being being the sister, has it changed ever since you've joined mates? I suppose now I've so I've across the jobs that I've worked in, then I've worked on site with the teams. So I've actually been based in portacoms or office buildings where you are actually sort of defrosting the pipes in the morning before you can even have a cuppa. So actually being on the ground with them to then working in a corporate role supporting a national division. So coming back to being on the ground with mates, then it's just realigning where I sit within the support network for them. So I'm no longer someone that's going to be available for them 24-7. But when I am available for them to tap into, then it's authentic. The services there has been, uh, I do want to be a mate for them now, rather than someone that they're only coming along when times are tough. Like they want to make sure that 
they're getting those coping mechanisms, putting some more healthier practices in place rather than going to the pub on a Friday night as your only get out of, get out of a mind space. Oh, that's absolutely fantastic to see that sort of structure that you're trying, uh, that you're changing, that structure that you're building within your approach to make sure that there are a lot more positive outcomes for these conversations and for those individuals who can be looked at with that sort of yes, emotional support resource within sight. It's extremely positive. And we've also got to mention that you've uh, been a part of the uh, National Association of Women in Construction, which is absolutely fantastic, I can imagine. Um, and what, what's it like being a part of that association? Are they having attend events, you know, as a guest being in that crowd or actually speaking at those events? How's that been for you? Yeah, I'm a strong supporter of NAWIC. Um, my first exposure to them was the awards night in 2018. I put forward a couple of wahine from around Fulton Hogan to be part of that event. And we were lucky to have a couple of finalists on the night. Um, it was a trip to Auckland that was unexpected and then just to be sit there and be inspired by the stories and also the vision of NAWIC itself. I'm five years on almost and I still get excited when I hear of the amazing contributions these individuals have had on the industry. Being a guest speaker of any events is always like a pinch me moment. It's an honour to get up and share your own story but also reflect on your own journey to get to that stage as well. Um, if it changes one person's perception or attitude on the industry as a success, or if it actually opens them up to other opportunities, then I'm there to back it too. Uh, I'm speaking at the Canterbury International Women's Day, the Canterbury chapter from that now week, and alongside me will be one of my best mates that we started in construction together at McConnell Dow as part of the rebuild. So we've came sort of full circle there. It's, I mean, it's absolutely fantastic to hear that journey, Nicole. Uh, not, I wouldn't say from, from start to end because the journey is always continuing, but to see narratives like that, stories like that is, is heartening. Isn't mm. it? it was almost like a pinch me moment, thinking, oh man, how far have things come and how much change has been made. It's, it's I mean, it's absolutely fantastic to hear that journey, Nicole. Uh, not, I wouldn't say from, from start to end because the journey is always continuing but to see narratives like that stories like that is is heartening isn't it he said it was almost like a pinch me moment thinking oh man how far have things come and how much change has been made it's ex exceptionally gratifying i can imagine it's must be absolutely fantastic to be an ongoing part of of that of Narwick and uh, we've got to, we've got to thank you for you know, being our representative here and mate in the south island i think you've been an absolutely amazing force in that space and also an absolutely positive force for us and a valuable addition to our workforce. So shout out your praises. I guess for me, it's uh, kind of wanting to understand what equity means for the wahine and specifically the wahine in our industry. What is equity for you, for them? Um, I suppose we could look at it from many different angles and we did have a really good conversation. What does this look like? For me, we need to get to a stage where it's no longer about equality because we need to move past that. We should be equal regardless of our skin colour, regardless of where we've been brought up or so our social background and also of our gender as well. So we're now sort of taking it to that next stage of equity of how do we impact people and empower people to keep that position, to keep growing themselves, but not 
having to be given a pass every time. Like we shouldn't be told go for it because oh yeah you've ticked all the box previously. Go for it because you believe in yourself. It's it's beautiful, Nicole. And it's always it, it, it with many who listen to that statement. I think it's absolutely fantastic way to be approaching it. To be looking at the situation. It's I mean uh, yeah I'm almost I can't say a lot. This is um, you know rare for me to be rendered not have a lot of words to say. <laughs> I think that's why I became so speechless uh, from the words and from the message that you're saying, Nicole, because I see a lot of what you're saying and and my partner. She's an incredibly uh, powerful person within my life. She's been my rock. She's been my my foundation, and she looks at life in a very similar manner. She does not want to be uh, given anything in this life. She wants to stand on her own two feet and be empowered by her ability to move forward. And in your message, I think it will resonate very, very well the way that she looks at life. And I'll always endeavor to support her within that and to do anything I can to contribute to, to that development for her and for anyone within our industry. Now, we're moving on to the last segment of our podcast, which hopefully is reoccurring. Our last reoccurring attempt for a theme was what do you do for self-care? But self-care is a pretty broad Oh no, sorry, very specific term. We're going to ask you, Nicole, what is your thing? What what do you like to do? Um, there's quite a few things that I like to do because I do look after myself pretty well. Um, just coming from so much education around well-being and the impact of it. Uh, but sort of a good example of it is I lost my dad in October last year. And I went on a bit of a professional journey around that. So I really concentrated on like professionally approaching it rather than personally approaching it. And I had a bit of a meltdown mid-December when mum and dad should have been coming here for a nine-week holiday. So I set myself a challenge of running every day for 30 days. And I had to run regardless of the weather, regardless of where I was in the country and run right the way through. So Christmas morning, I went out running at 7 a.m me and the two dogs and it was glorious like no one else was on the road because it was a Christmas and it was seven o'clock in the morning in the holidays so I got to day 30 and I shared a reel on um, social media around it and a lot of people then got on board with it and set themselves a challenge and I decided that I would keep going I got to day 35 uh, and then decided that my body really needed a break (laughs) but rather than being about running for me has always been about training for events and losing weight shredding for a wedding it's always been like a a sort of an unhealthy focus in more ways than one whereas this was a healthy focus that was giving myself time for me and choosing different routes to run and actually just setting a different mentality around moving my body as well it's absolutely fantastic, I think especially in regards to, you know, what you do as a field officer, what we do here and mates, it'll be such a great space for, to be able to disconnect for those 30 days, be able to actually just zone out, de-stress, disconnect, and have that time, mate. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Hasis. Special guests Nadia and Nicole, we just want to thank them so much for coming on board, uh, being part of the podcast, and I hope you guys have a wonderful rest of the day. I could meet you at the borderland